Rock, the musical, lands in Newcastle July 18th. Get ready to stick it to the man with the ultimate musical thrill ride based on the legendary film and with a rockin' new score from Andrew Lloyd Webber. School of Rock, the musical. Book now. Live at the Civic Theatre, Newcastle, 18th to the 20th of July. From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Now, I think my next guest has had the hardest 23 days of uh, of the first days of work of anybody that I know. He's had a bloody tough initiation and welcome into the Newcastle community. He was appointed in July to, uh, to the position of Director of Football. It was a new position. He started it on the 1st of August and it is Peter Parr. Welcome home, Peter. Yeah, thanks, Tracy. Now, obviously, you've spent a lot of time uh, north of the border. Um, please tell me that you still consider yourself a New South Welshman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've, uh, I've managed the uh, New South Wales state of origin team for the last five years. So uh, I'm a New South Welshman as, as you can get. Actually, I, as I tell everyone, Tracy, I'm a Novacastrian first. That's good. That's even better. That's even better. Having enjoyed so much success, I mean, you, you left Newcastle uh, many years ago now. You've spent 19-odd uh, years up at the, uh, the North Queensland Cowboys. Peter, what made you want to come home to Newcastle and why now? Well, uh, I suppose I'd, I'd finished my day-to-day duties at the Cowboys a few years ago and uh, took up a position on the board, uh, which I was really enjoying. I was doing some work in the background there. I was doing uh, quite a bit of work for the New South Wales Rugby League, heading up their State of Origin programs for men's and women's. But it was like two part-time jobs, so which I was enjoying. But, uh, uh, but when uh, the, the Knights approached me about this particular job, I, I suppose it, it for me it was something that I could get my my teeth right into. I thought it would be a really good challenge. I was uh, probably just starting to think that maybe a, another challenge, uh, you know, would be something I'd like to do. And um, when the Knights came to me, presented the opportunity, I, I did see it as a really good opportunity uh, to to come back home, uh, which was a bonus and. Uh, you know, uh, try and, and build the club into something that uh, the region would be really proud of. Uh, so I just saw it as an opportunity, and, and, and really, in, in, in short, Trace, it was nearly the, um, you know, the right time, the right job at the right time. Mm-hmm. Has it been tougher than you expected? Well, in short, yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you had told me three weeks ago some of the challenges I, I would have had in my my first three weeks here, uh, I wouldn't have thought that would probably be possible with some of the things that have happened to me, both, you know, professionally and personally, I suppose. So, um, you know, it, it, it's been difficult, but I, um, um, as you said, I, I was 19 years in the Cowboys, I was in the Broncos before then. Uh, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm a rookie in this mm-hmm. type of area, so uh, I'm experienced enough to know that... Um, uh, you do get some challenges uh, at different times that I just didn't expect them to be, I, I say, so, so many so quickly. Yes, I can imagine that. Uh, now, you, you mentioned the personal, um, you know, that it's been a personal, a tough personal time for you as well. Obviously, that uh, that is the very tragic death of uh, of Paul Green. 
Are we not taking mental health in, in rugby league serious enough? And and I go back, I, I watched the media conference that you did uh, last week regarding uh, Kaylin and uh, and Kurt, and I think it was Craig Hamilton who asked the question about, you know, how are these two blokes doing? There is so much, so much focus on, on our players. There is so much undue, I suppose, um, attention on, on what they do 24-7, you know, seven days a week. It is just horrendous. Do you think we need to spend more time looking at after the mental health of, of our players and those involved in rugby league? Uh, I think that, you know, in a broad term, we probably should be doing that, you know, more community-wise as well. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, with professional sport, not just rugby league, I think a lot of people believe that, you know, players earn good money uh, out of what they do. And, and because of that, sometimes I think that they, they just think they're fair game. And... Uh, um, I think that there's more awareness around mental health in, in rugby league, but I uh, I certainly think that there could be more done, particularly, uh, you know, when uh, people uh, have, you know, exited from, from the, the code, whether they retire, whether they've been released, whether they've been terminated. Uh, I think that some of the, uh, the, the people that, you know, I've been involved with uh, once they've they've left the sport, uh, they're they're very empty after that. And, uh, sometimes it doesn't take much to stay in touch with people, and I think there's more awareness about that now. Um, that when people actually leave the sport, that they're just not uh, forgotten. That they understand people still care. Uh, but but you're right. During their careers for players, I, I think people forget how young they are at different times as well, and um, um, and. It, it just seems to me that they're, they're loaded up on a lot and, um, and a lot of it, in my view anyway, is unnecessary. But I also understand um, that it's just not, um, you know, uh, I suppose isolated to rugby league mm. players. I think that uh, we could all get a bit better um, in society and how we yeah. actually treat people. Uh, I just think like, when I was growing up... Uh, you know, we we never had any of this type of stuff, or, or not that I was aware of. And just seems to me now that uh, uh, people just very very quick to, to criticise, uh, be negative, and see the poor side of all, or the, or the assumed poor side of people. That's how I read it sometimes. Mm. I think we could all be a bit better in that area, Tracy. To be honest, I agree with you, my friend. I agree with you. Um, how are you going? Um, obviously, it has been a tough time for you with Greenie's death. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, thank you. Uh, I've had a lot of support. Um, you know, I've, uh, you know, the, the, the Knights in particular have been incredibly supportive to me, and uh, um, you know, it, it's a tragedy that I, I don't know whether I'll ever mm. fully come to terms with it. Um, and uh, I've had people reach out that have been in you know similar positions, which I've appreciated. And uh, uh, but I, but I'm doing um, I'm, I'm doing okay, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you asking. I'm I'm pleased to hear that. Now you're uh, you're a born and um, born and raised Stockton boy. Um, you're uh, a former premiership winning centre with South Newcastle. Are you still a South boy, or has uh, has Phil Gardner got you over into the dark side of West? Never. No. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I, you were very definitive about that. <laughs> I really, I really appreciate uh, what West Group do for the Knights. You know, as they own the Knights and and what they do, I've got a really good appreciation of what the West Group do for the community. Um, and um, and and Phil and the board have been very, very supportive of me, uh, which I appreciate. 
having said all that, outside of family, two of the great loves of my life, uh, Tracy, are the South Newcastle Football Club and the Stockton Cricket Club. <laughs> and uh, um, so uh, I, I will always, forever, uh, be South Newcastle. And so you wouldn't have been a happy man uh, last weekend then, were you? No, it was when I, uh, I, was, I was disappointed, obviously, when I heard the result mm. come through. But one, of, one of the reasons being is that uh, I was hoping they were going to keep going. It was a selfish reason that uh, I could actually go and watch them play oh. uh, uh, at some stage. But uh, um, obviously I'll be here next year and I'll be a regular at uh, Townsend Oval if given the opportunity. I'm very, very, uh, very, very pleased to, to hear that. Obviously you've, uh, you've been given... Uh, a few KPIs from uh, from Phil and from the from the board of the uh, of the Newcastle Knights. Besides a premiership, what will a successful tenure at the Newcastle Knights look like for you, Peter? Um, a bit like the uh, the Cowboys, uh, I suppose, where I've just left. I'd love to, you know, you, you said it. Premierships are, uh, are always nice. Um, I'd like to when I when I leave this club, make sure that it. Uh, uh, is competitive um, on a regular basis, that it's challenging for premierships, that it uh, uh, has long-term sustainability so that it has uh, good uh, financial security going well into the future and that we have a, uh, a pathways program set up where uh, young people uh, growing up in Newcastle and the Hunter region have a definitive uh, uh, pathway through to the NRL if that's what they desire. That's a very interesting point, Peter, and it's one that uh, that I did want to discuss with you. I've been a Newcastle Knights uh, supporter since 1988. You know, I can remember sitting there with my father as a foundation member. The Knights have really lost their way, you know, between the, the local league and young talent. It, it was always such a hallmark of the Newcastle Knights, but we seem to have lost our way over the past decade in this area. And I've had this discussion with Mark Glanville and with Charlie Haggett from the Newcastle Rugby League. How important is it that those links are re-established between the Newcastle Knights and the Newcastle Rugby League? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm keen to delve a little bit deeper to see what needs to be re-established uh, because there's always uh, a couple of you know, there's always two sides to every story so mm-hmm. uh, I just want to make sure that uh, you know I'm talking to the right people and seeing what needs to be done but I think if, if the Knights are going to be successful and successful for a sustained period not just for a year or two mm-hmm. uh, then I think that's going to be on the backbone of, uh, of local juniors uh, going forward particularly the long term sustainability part so uh, I, I'm going to try and find out about that. We're, we're in talks with um, some people about coming on board as a, um, uh, for a new head of pathways. Garth Brennan left during the year and he's never been replaced. And I, I think that uh, I've already talked to a few of the junior coaches, uh, but there's no doubt that, that we have to provide opportunities for local players, but... That, that's twofold, Tracy. We have to identify them. That's mm. the first thing we need to do. The second thing is we need to coach them uh, appropriately because no use identifying them and then not giving them the, uh, the, the, the proper coaching. And I, when I say coaching, I mean on the field with skill acquisition, but mm. also in the gym and how they you know, go about their, their physical preparation. Uh, so there's twofold, two parts of that, the, the talent identification, but then the coaching and the, and the training um, of those players so that they continue to develop into NRL players. 
our job, I think, is to provide the opportunity for local players. Mm. It's still up to the local players to to take that opportunity. I don't think they have a, you know, any God given right to to play for the Knights just because you're a local. No but way. Mm. we we have to provide them with the appropriate uh, opportunities, and and you're always going to to. Uh, um, yeah, I suppose attract some criticism if you're not bringing through the players, but I, I get that. But I think what our role here is to provide the opportunity. It's set up to the players then, then to take mm. that. It is really interesting, isn't it? I mean, I can remember the, the days of Keithy Onslow and, uh, you know, just just the plethora of talent that was coming through and, and the you know, we, we were able to, to provide a, a Mariners side in Super League and we were able to provide an, a Premiership winning side on the Newcastle Knights. You know, we had, that was all off the back of locals. Um, and I agree with you, it's no one's God-given right to uh, to get into the Newcastle Knights. It, it's up to the, the hard work. It just doesn't appear as though we're either catching them or they're going elsewhere. You know, we know that we've seen a couple go to Canberra. We've seen a couple come and bite us in the butt over the past couple of weeks. That must be frustrating? Oh, it's always frustrating, yeah. That's always frustrating. And, uh, and, and look, and it's difficult. Uh, uh, back in the early days of the Knights, it wasn't as competitive as it was now to um, go and poach talent. You know, uh, when the Knights first started, everybody sort of looked after their own local areas and that was it you know and it wasn't there wasn't the um you know the player managers weren't as prominent back in those days it wasn't the feeding frenzy uh that we see now but uh but you're right i think we you touched on there i think where the knights got it absolutely right in the uh the early days through alan mcmahon and alan bell was the coaching that they had as well like you mentioned keith who was a wonderful development officer you know he like, like keith was wonderful mm. in that area of uh, development and then you know david Waite was on the coaching staff uh, robert finch was on the coaching staff people like that that uh were, were, were really good coaches in their their own right uh and you know they had alan mcmahon and alan bell above them and and, and i think that for me, it's 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 not just the players. It's about having the right coaching in place, which I touched on mm. uh, previously. And uh, I, I thought that uh, in the early days of the nights, which you were talking about when, when you went with your your dad, is that, um, uh, that, that not only did they have some some good you know pro- programs underneath the NRL team, but they had some really good coaches. So it's it's. If it's just one thing, you just fix it and get on with it. But it's usually the system you've got to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, um, Peter, we know, yeah, I, lo- I love and adore Philip Gardner, have done for a long, long time. He's doing yeah. a big job at the moment. Um, has there been any talk? Obviously, succession has got to be talked about uh, somewhere down down the future for uh, for Philip. He's got to, you know, enjoy life and, and not have to, uh, as much as he enjoys straddling both the jobs. Is there the potential? Has it has it been mentioned as, uh, as a future CEO for the Newcastle Knights for yourself? Uh, no, he hasn't mentioned that to me. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, he, he's... He's done an incredible job here. You know, I'm, I'm currently sitting in, in the new, uh, you know, training facilities that, uh, that that's been provided for the for the nights, and uh, uh, he he's done an, an enormous job so far. And and I see myself at the moment as an additional resource to him. Mm. Uh, you know, to, to assist him in any way I can to to get the nights where we'd all like it to. Um, I'm not sure. I'm amazed by his energy for somebody that's been in the role he has for so long. It's unbelievable, and, isn't it? Uh, it's unbelievable. And uh, and I love his positivity and I love uh, uh, the energy he brings. And 
Uh, he doesn't look like to me that he's any chance of slowing down any time soon. Um, but, but of course, uh, if he felt that uh, at, at some stage into the future that uh, this wasn't for him anymore, he just wanted to concentrate on the other businesses of the West Group, then... Uh, and, and, and he felt, or the board felt, that I was an appropriate candidate to take over. Well, then, of course, I'd, I'd look at that. But uh, at the moment, that's not on my radar. I've, I've had enough on my plate at the moment, Tracy, not to, to worry too much <laughs> about that. I don't think, yeah, you don't need any more work. You're happy with where you are? I, I, I'm OK at the moment, thank you. <laughs> you're, you're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. We're speaking <laughs> with, uh, with Peter Parr. Peter, I'm going to finish on something nice and light. What are you enjoying most about being home? And if you tell me it's golf over at Stockton, I'm going to hit you from a great height. <laughs> uh, seeing some old faces, you know. Uh, like, you know, I've, I've been back over the years since I've been away. I, I never thought I'd be away from Newcastle for this long. Uh, but, but for me, it's, um, you know, uh, I've seen a couple of... Uh, I've got three sisters who live in Newcastle, so I've seen each of them so far, which was great. I've caught up with a couple of uh, mates of mine from Stockton, which was, you know, wonderful. So, so seeing some old faces has been what I've enjoyed. But, mm. but <clears throat> as challenging as the last three weeks has been, I've actually, uh, I've actually enjoyed the job and uh, trying to find out <clears throat> about all the people that work here and, and get to know them. And uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm still really excited about what's ahead for me and the club. And. Uh, I, I've been, you know, really enjoying catching up and, and, and finding out more about what's in store for me uh, in the in the next few years. When does your beautiful bride uh, Kiralee join you down here? Uh, I think uh, she'll be uh, here in November. She has to work uh, till the end of September uh, up there in Townsville, and um, we had a uh, <coughs> a pre-existing holiday booked for October. So I, 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 I Phil's been. Um, uh, very nice and allowed me those couple of weeks off uh, in October and then once we get back from our holiday uh, 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 she'll live here permanently with me which uh, which will be great. I think you've earned that holiday my friend. <laughs> now well, obviously um, the teams are announced today for uh, for the Knights taking on the Titans um, obviously it's been a disappointing end to the season um, Adam O'Brien is talking about you know defence attack everything across the board leadership What's uh, what's the first thing? So when we get back, day one of uh, of preseason training, what are we doing with the Newcastle Knights? Uh, There's well, a little, we'll, just a little question for you to finish on. <coughs> well, well, for me, it'll be about let's uh, let's have a reset and let's just see what we want to stand for as a team and as a club, um, and what standards, what standards we're going to accept or not accept, and. Uh, I want to I want to put some uh, standards in place here that everybody. So this is I'm talking about the first day of preseason mm. that we all accept, understand, have great clarity on, and that those standards then become not negotiable for our our preseason that will take us into the uh, to the season. We have to understand that um, a lot of uh, if you're displaying some habits during the week uh, that aren't as professional as they should be, then they will. Uh, they will show out in your game on a Sunday afternoon. So I'm really keen to to make sure that we have some really uh, clear standards, you know, how we go about our training and our preparation and how we conduct ourselves. Um, and I think if we get those right, well, those, those attributes will come to the fore uh, during the game. So that's what I'm looking mm. for. And look, it is, it's very basic <coughs> stuff, you know. I, I know that you stood down to players 
for being late for a bus. You know, I can remember the times when I've, you know, I, I w- was down with the Eels and I was working with uh, with them down there. Oh. And uh, and if if a player was twenty minutes late for a bus, Brad Arthur would leave without them. You know, the the same the same with uh, with Wayne Bennett. You know, that it's just it's the standards that you walk past or the standards you accept. And uh, and it's really wonderful. And and look, thank you. You are a breath of fresh air. The way that over the last uh, twenty three days you have just fronted up each and every time to media to fans and uh, and the way that you have just been so open and honest so transparent it's wonderful to see Peter and I'm really looking forward to uh, to the next uh, decade under Peter Parr you're very kind Tracy I, I appreciate it and uh, yeah thanks for having me on and uh, no, there's, a, there's there's a lot to look forward to so um, yeah hang in with us we will thank you my friend you stay <laughs> safe and we'll uh, we'll catch up again soon thanks Tracy thanks Peter Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the morning.